Welcome to the Pastor Philip Butcher Podcast. Pastor Philip is an anointed teacher of the word and a healing evangelist. He's a pastor and founder of Luminstow's Family Church, a vibrant church transforming the lives of many people across the world. Be blessed as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap, our friend. Oh, give the Lord a shout. We want to wave your hands to God and celebrate the goodness of our God, celebrate the mercy of our God, the faithfulness of our God. Indeed, we serve a good God, we serve a gracious God, we serve a merciful God in the mighty name of Jesus. Just begin to thank God, begin to praise Him, begin to bless Him. Oh, Rabadaba Shadabadabadaba. Yandala Bradogo Shatabrakataya Balaba. Yakatala Balaba. Today, God will speak to somebody. God will minister to you in the name of Jesus. God will take you to your next level in Jesus' name. Get ready for your miracle. Get ready for your breakthrough. Begin to talk to God wherever you are. Pray that, Lord, speak to me. Lord, send your word to me. Send your word that will change me. Send your word that will heal me. Send your word that will transform me. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Shakatabalabala. Oh, Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Father, we bless you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, shall we pray. Father, I want to thank you so much. and want to thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence. We thank you that the heavens are opened over us. Thank you for ministering to us. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you that the atmosphere is cleared. Thank you that the way is made for your word to run freely and thank you lord that your word brings forth fruit in the hearts of everyone even a hundredfold in jesus name have we prayed confirm your word O lord with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and gifts of your spirit in jesus name have we prayed and all the saints shall say amen, amen. give the lord a mighty clap offering as you take your seat hallelujah amen i want you to turn to a person next to you tell a person i'm excited to see you oh tell another person i'm happy to see you Hallelujah. I want to thank God so much for the opportunity to be at the Bantama branch. Amen. Amen. And uh, I salute Pastor Sam and all the leaders. Hallelujah. And like Pastor Sam said, this is the first time that we are having a prophetic encounter service from Bantama. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I want to salute all the, um, I want to salute all the various branches, the Aloga Junction branch the East Legon branch, the Achimota branch, the Soul Hills branch, and also the Wager branch, hallelujah, and also the branches in the UK, the US, and all across the nations of the world, hallelujah, amen. May you decide to be a branch pastor somewhere. As a person, where are you going to be a branch pastor? As the person, give an answer. Where are you going to be a branch pastor? Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. We thank God so much. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us that uh, the, the word of the Lord will run free course across the earth. Amen. If you leave your life to chance, you don't what, stand a chance. Hallelujah. You know, some people go like, some people go like, whatever will be, will be. No, it's wrong. There's nothing like whatever will be, will be. There's nothing like whatever will be, will be. You need to understand that there's always a cause and effect. There's always a cause and an effect. Amen. So there's something that you have to do.
to bring about a certain result. There's something that you have to do to bring about a certain result. Can I ask you a question? Those of you who are connected, I want to ask you a question that if you look at the results in your life right now, the results in your life are as a result of certain actions and inactions on your part. Amen. The results in your life are as a result of certain actions and inactions on your part. Hallelujah. So, if you don't like the results in your life, it means that you need to change the things that the seeds that you are sowing. If you don't like the harvest you are reaping, it means that you need to what, change the seeds that you are sowing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, today, as we are learning about prosperity, I want us to first of all understand this principle that whatever you sow determines what you reap. Whatever you sow determines what you reap. I want you to say after me, say, whatever I sow determines what I reap. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap, offering. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, so when it comes to God's principles of prosperity, when it comes to prosperity, when it comes to um, experiencing prosperity in God's kingdom, you need to understand that you, what you sow is what you also reap. What you, show, what you sow is what you also reap. What you sow is what you also reap. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Tell the person next to you that what you sow is what you also reap. Tell another person what you sow is what you also reap. Amen. So what you sow is what you will also reap. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty clap, offering. Let's look at another scripture. I want to give us a New Testament scripture. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Luke 6 verse 38. And let me use a New Living Translation. It says that give and you will what? Receive. Give and you receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down, shaking together to make room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. And it says that the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Hallelujah. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. So this New Testament scripture is also showing us that when we, in order for you to receive, you have to do what? You have to give. In order for you to receive, you have to give. You know, there are a lot of people that don't receive. And the reason they don't receive is because they don't give. As a person, have you been receiving? There are some people, they live this life that, there are some people, they live their life so that they want to work for everything that they, they, they get. There are some people, they want to, whatever they have, they want to work for it. But you can't live your life like that. Amen. Amen. You can't live your life like that. You have to believe God to be able to receive. And for you to be able to receive, it means that you have to also give. Hallelujah. So, when you give love, you receive love. When you give help, you receive help. 
when you give assistance to people, you receive assistance. And you know, the assistance that you receive, it is multiplied. So sometimes, it is multiplied in a way that you are not the only one that receives it. Your children will also receive it. In this life, don't decide to be chiseled. There are some people, they never, like I was saying, there are some people, they, they have made up their mind to never help anybody. If you decide not to help anybody, you'll be surprised that you also not receive any help. And not just that, your generation may also not receive any help. So decide to help somebody. When you help somebody, you realize that you receive help. When you give love, you receive love. Do you know that when you pray for somebody, you receive prayer? Hallelujah. Now, can I tell you something? There was a day the Lord showed me this revelation, and I believe that it's powerful. I want to share it with you. When you win a soul, do you know that when you win a soul, the effect is that when you win a soul, you have given life to somebody, isn't it? You have given life to somebody. So you have given. When you win a soul, you have given life to somebody. And you know what you are going to receive? You are going to receive life in return. So one of the ways by which you can live long on the earth is by winning souls. <laughs> so when you win souls, when you give eternal life to somebody, you receive eternal life in return. And the result is that your life is elongated. If you like, check all those who are soul winners. They live very long. Billy Graham lived, he was almost 100 years. Check all those that win souls. They, they live very long. They fulfill their days on the earth. Amen. Check those that don't win souls also. <laughs> their life is cut short early. Because they don't receive life in return. So, all those that have been involved in the various crusades and campaigns and be, uh, giving themselves to the winning of souls, I want you to know something, that you have received life in return. Hallelujah. And you live long in Jesus' name. I say you live long in Jesus' name. So the Bible says that give and you would receive. Luke 6 verse 38. Give and you receive. And this principle applies in every area of our lives. That whatever you give, you would also receive. If you give, if you give money, you receive money. You know, let me share this testimony with us. It's a testimony from um, God's servant, Pastor E.A. Adeboye. And Pastor E.A. Adeboye He's, a, he's one of the Christian leaders in Nigeria. He said that one day he noticed something that every time people are coming to bless him, they bring him ties, fly, uh, bow tie. They bring him bow tie. So when someone comes, the person will give him bow tie. When somebody comes, the person will give him bow tie. When somebody comes, the person will give him bow tie. So one day he went to God and he was like, Ah, God, every time people come and see me and they are blessing me, they bless me with bow tie. Why, why is that so? And you know what God told him? God gave him an answer and God told him that the reason why every time people come and give to him, they give him bow ties is because he too is always giving bow ties. So the seed is always sowing is bow tie. So the harvest is always reaping is bow tie. It will not be so. Because if you sow tomatoes, you reap tomatoes. If you sow garden eggs, you receive you reap garden eggs. If you sow cocoa yam, you, re, you reap cocoa yam. Hallelujah. So now, I want you to look into your life right now. What have you been, what have you been reaping? Just, can I, can I, are, are you listening to me? Whatever you have been reaping is a report card. Whatever people give to you, whatever people do do for you, 
It's a report card. It's a report card of what you have been sowing. So look in your life. Just take a, a few seconds to look in your life. And just begin to notice that ah, what are the things that people give to you? What are the things that people do for you? The things that people do for you. The things that people give to you. It's a report card. That shows the seeds that you have been sowing. Now as you are examining your life and looking at what people have been giving, what you have been receiving. Now begin to look in your life and begin to see what you have not been gi- what you have not been receiving also. What you have not been receiving is also a report card to show what you have not been sowing. <laughs> what you have what you have not been receiving is a report card that shows what you have not been sowing. I don't know whether somebody likes a message. <laughs> has somebody given you a car before somebody has not given you a car before it is a report card because you have also not given a car before (laughs) hallelujah somebody has not given you a shirt before it's a report card because you have not been given, you have, you have not given, you have not sold a shirt before. Somebody has not, you know, there are some people, the highest amount that somebody has given them is 50 Ghana cities. It's a report card that shows that maybe they to the highest amount they have given out is 50, is 50 Ghana. <laughs> nobody has, no, nobody has sent you credits, credit before. MTL credits. It's a report card. Now, when you look at another person also, and, and you know, that is why you must not envy. Amen. That is why you must not envy. Because sometimes when you see the results in somebody's life, eh, you must realize that the person is doing something. The person is doing something for which cause the person is reaping a harvest. Hallelujah. The, the person is doing something. So all you need to do is to find out what the person is doing. Find out the seeds the person is sowing. And sow the same seeds. And you reap the harvest also. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Maybe somebody every day they they are are giving the person dollars. (laughs) Maybe somebody is always receiving dollars. You know why? Because the person is always sowing in dollars. Hallelujah. You know there are some people that people are always helping them. You know why people are always helping them? It's because they too... They are always helping people. Hallelujah. You know, somebody is always receiving new phones. You know why? Because the person is always giving phones. <laughs> ask the person, what have you been sowing? And ask another person, ask the person on your right, what have you been reaping? It's a sign of what you have been sowing. You know, there are, there are some people, they are always slapping people. They, they are always receiving slaps. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap, offering. May you decide to sow seeds in Jesus' name. May you decide to help people. May you decide to show love. May you decide to be a source of encouragement to others. May you decide to be a source of comfort to others. May you decide to shepherd others. May you decide to pray for another person. May you decide to visit the sick. May you decide to help somebody. May you decide to give.
Hallelujah. May, may you decide to give 100 Ghana cities. May you decide to give 500 Ghana cities. May you decide to be given in the thousands. May you decide to give in the ten thousands. May you decide to give in the twenty thousands. In the fifty thousands. In the hundred thousands. In the five hundred thousands. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Hallelujah. Because what you give, it determines what you receive. What you give determines what you receive. Amen. Praise the Lord. So in this month, we want to learn about prosperity. Last month, we looked at, um, where last month the, the topic for last month was a secret place. And then as I was teaching on the secret place, I was also teaching about God being our father. Amen. In the morning you see, I taught about God, uh, God being our father. And um, in, in, in the Lord's prayer, the Lord prayed, our father, the Lord taught us, prayed our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and look at what it says it says that give us this day our daily bread give us this day our daily bread you realize from that scripture that even though we have our heavenly father our heavenly father is concerned with us having daily bread our heavenly father is spirit is a spirit god is spirit isn't it the bible says that god is spirit and our heavenly father is in heaven he's not on earth so in heaven, they don't need physical bread. They don't use physical, they don't eat physical bread. Nonetheless, in, 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 the, in the Lord's prayer, the Lord, uh, our Lord Jesus was letting us understand something that even though we have our heavenly father, he's concerned in giving us our daily bread. If it, he's concerned in giving us our daily earthly bread. Amen. Amen. Now, he used that to show us that he's concerned about our physical necessities. We all have physical necessities because we live in this earthly realm, isn't it? So what are some of our physical necessities? Almost all our physical necessities can be met with money. <clears throat> we live in an economic world. Amen. And our physical needs can be met with money. Do you know that when there's, when there's money, the love is sweeter. <laughs> love is an emotional need, but when there's money... The love is sweeter. It not be so. Yeah. Money is good. Amen. Amen. It is the love of money that is the root of all evil. But money is good. Money is good based on how you use it. Hallelujah. So our physical necessities are what to eat, what to drink, what to wear, where to stay, the car to drive. You need school fees. You need what again? You need fuel. You need, um, you need money for wedding. There are some people they need money for wedding. May you receive money for your wedding in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at the reason why people are working. Do you know that the reason why some people even, some people even do masters is so that they'll, they'll rise up their career, their career ladder to get more money. Do your masters, but I'm not doing the masters because of money. I'm doing the masters because of knowledge. But most people do masters because they want more money. They want a higher position at work, isn't it? So you see that people go to school because they want more money. People do courses because they want more money. 
So money is important. Do you know that of all the teachings of Jesus, 33% are about money. 33% are about money. The teachings of Jesus. That means that Jesus himself even realized that money is important. That is why he spent a significant percentage of his teaching on money. Hallelujah. So money is important. Do you know that money can make you look young? How many of you know that money can make a person look young? How many of you know that money can make a person look beautiful? Money can make one look beautiful. How many of you know that money can make you smile? <laughs> you know, many times at the end of the month, or when the month is ending, people are waiting for an alert that the salary has reflected. <laughs> so you see that when the month is ending and the alert has not come, they are quiet. <laughs> They are very calm. <laughs> I watched a certain uh, mem, you know, the, the, the man was waiting for the alert about the salary. And then the child was around. And the child was faking alerts. Like the child would make a sound, kick it like the text message. Then the man would pick his phone. Then there's no message. Then the son would do it again. Then the man would pick, pick his phone. Then there's no alert. So the man got frustrated. <laughs> and later he saw that it was the son that was doing it. He got angry with the son. <laughs> so he was waiting for an alert that showed that his salary has reflected. When you are a student, you are always waiting for your parents to, or your guardians to send you money. Isn't it? So money... Now, now just look at when the, when the text or the alert comes. You see that you begin to smile. Isn't it? It shows you the power of money. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a clap offering. So, brothers and sisters, money is very important. Money is very important. Let us not joke about money. Let us not um, take money for granted. Let us respect money. And let us understand the principles about giving and receiving so that we can apply ourselves to those principles and have a lot of money. Because it is God's desire that we have a lot of money. It's God's desire that all our needs should be met. Turn to a person next to you. Tell a person that God's desire is that all your needs will be met. So that is God's desire, that all our needs will be met. God wants us to be blessed and to be prosperous. That is why in the, in the Lord's Prayer, he said, Give us this day our daily bread. And brothers and sisters, I'm saying that that our daily bread means all our physical necessities. That God, our Heavenly Father, wants to supply to us all our physical necessities. He wants your school fees to be met. He wants to meet, pay your school fees. He wants you to get that nice shoe. He wants you to get that perfume. He wants you to get that nice dress. He wants you to get that car. He wants you to be able to pay for your, your, your honeymoon, to go to Dubai for your honeymoon. Amen. Amen. He doesn't just want you to go for your honeymoon in a guest house. Amen. He wants you to go to enjoy. 
Enjoy life with the wife of your youth. Praise God. Hallelujah. But if you are going to enjoy all these things that God has in store for us, you need to understand God's way of blessing his people. You need to understand God's way of blessing his people. The way God has ordained to bless us. And I've given you two scriptures, one from the Old Testament and one from the New Testament that show us the same thing, that teach us the same thing, that as long as the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest shall not pass. And then in Luke 6 verse 38, it says that what? Give and ye shall receive. Give and ye shall receive. So brothers and sisters, if you are going to be blessed by God, you need to be a giver. You need to be a giver so that you can receive what God has in store for you. Amen. And look at Luke 6 verse 38. Look at what it says. It says that give and you receive. And it says that your gift will return to you in full. Your gift will return to you in full. So whatever you give, it returns to you in full. It returns to you as a harvest. Amen. Whatever you give returns to you as a harvest. And that's all saying that whatever you do is a... Can I tell you something? In this life, whatever you do is a seed. Whatever you do is a seed. Tell yourself, whatever I do is a seed. And I'll reap the harvest. Ask yourself, what are you doing? Or ask the person, they say, what are you doing? It's a seed. Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you like the seeds you are sowing? Look into your life. Do you like the seeds you are sowing? Because the seeds you are sowing, you reap the harvest. Amen. You know, that is why some... Can I tell you something? That is why sometimes we have to, we have to be good to people. That is why sometimes we have to be supportive. That is why sometimes we have to be encouraging. That is why sometimes we have to be helpful. Because you need to understand that it's a seed that you are sowing. Amen. It's a seed that you are sowing. And you eventually reap the harvest. It's a seed that you are sowing. You know, there are some people, they are not diligent at work. When you are not diligent at work, just know that it's a seed that you are sowing. So, when, the way somebody is behaving to the pastor, you know, the person will eventually reap the harvest. So, this is how the person reap the harvest. That's how the person's children will behave towards him. That's how the person's employees will behave towards him. That's how the person's subordinates will behave towards him. Wherever the person goes, that's how people will behave towards the person. Because the person has sowed a seed, the person will reap what? A harvest. Give the Lord a clap. Do you like the message I'm preaching? It's a prophetic encounter service. I, I am prophesying. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the Bible says that give and you receive. It says that your gift will return to you in full. That means your gift that you gave as a seed. The Bible is saying that it will return to you what in full. Press down, shaking together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. Amen. And it says that the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. That's what I'm saying that if you look in your life and you see the amount you are getting, 
It's because of the seed that you are sowing. When you go to work, do you know that your salary, your salary at work is a reflection of your input? Your, your salary at work is a reflection of your input at work. So there are some people that in the same company, some people are earning more than others, isn't it? The reason some people are earning more than others is because the owners of the company have graded the value of input. And they feel like some people, they are, the value they are bringing to the organization is more than the value another person is bringing. And so they are rewarding the person more. So if you want to get more salary, you know what you have to do? You just have to increase the value you bring to your organization. And you get more salary. Hallelujah. So whatever you, you are receiving is a reflection of what you are given. Amen. Amen. Now when it comes to God's kingdom laws of prosperity, like I'm saying, it is based on giving and receiving. It is based on giving and receiving. And all through this month, we are going to be learning how to... You, you know, the problem I realize with some Christians is that, number one, they don't know how to give. They don't know how to give. So they are giving all right, but they are giving is not... They are not giving in the right way. And then some people also, they don't know how to receive. So there are some Christians that sometimes they are complaining that they are giving, they are giving, they are giving, but they are not receiving. It's because, number one, they don't know how to give. And then they also don't know how to receive. And so we are going to be learning all through this month how to give and how to receive. How to give appropriately. How to give with understanding. And how to receive. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap. I'm ever ready for this man. I'm ever ready for wisdom for this man. I'm ever ready for understanding for this man. Amen. I believe that all through this month, God is going to bless us so that we can give scripturally. We can give with understanding and so that we can receive also. Amen. Because, just look at it. There are principles for sowing your seed. When you, when you take a farmer, there are principles by which the farmer must sow his seed. If the farmer does not go by those principles, the farmer will not be able to maximize his harvest, isn't it? Isn't it? So the farmer must know the principles of sowing so that he can sow well. And the farmer must know the principles of harvesting so that he can harvest well. And when the farmer knows and abides by the principles of sowing and harvesting, then the farmer can receive a bountiful harvest. It's the same with the kingdom. You must know God's principles of sowing, and you must know God's principles of receiving. For example, there are some people, some people sometimes they go like, you know, the Bible tells us that when we give our tithes, God will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon us such that we cannot contain and then there are some people that go like, they have been tightened and tightened and tightened, but they are not seeing any, any, any blessing. I maybe I've heard some, they are tightened and tightened. You know, when you tithe, it's because maybe they don't know God's principles of receiving. Some of God's principles of receiving. But when you tithe, 
Can I tell you the blessing you get by tithing? One of the blessings you get by tithing is two blessings. Actually, there are three blessings. Number one, divine ideas. Divine ideas. Number two, favor with people. Divine ideas favor. Two blessings you get by tithing. Divine ideas and favor. So, when you tithe, God, God fulfills his part of the covenant by opening the windows of heaven and pouring out upon you blessings. What are those blessings? Those blessings are divine ideas and favor. So let me show you somewhere where Christians, some Christians miss it. When you tithe, God will give you a divine idea. Now, the way by which you harvest that divine idea is by working and being diligent. So there are a lot of Christians who are tithing but are not diligent in implementing the divine ideas God gives them. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. That's why this, this month is very important. If you are a tither, but you are not a worker, if somebody is a tither, but the person is not a worker, the person will still be broke. Do you, do you like that message? <laughs> if somebody is a tither, but the person is not a worker, the person will still be broke because what tithing does is to open the windows of heaven for God to give the person ideas, divine ideas, insights, and concepts. So if you are working somewhere in an organization and you are a tither, what God will do is that God will give you divine ideas regarding your work. You now have a responsibility of implementing those divine ideas. When you implement those divine ideas, you realize that your bosses will be excited about the work you are doing. And they'll be, they'll be impressed about the work you are doing. And God will also give you favor with your bosses. So they'll be excited about the work you are doing, impressed about the work you are doing. And give you more responsibility and promote you and increase your salary. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if you pay your tithe, if you give your tithe, and God now gives you those divine ideas, and you sleep on those divine ideas, if you don't implement those divine ideas, the money no go come. The, uh, the, the money no go come. Hallelujah. So it's important, brothers and sisters. That's what I'm saying, that the, the loss of receiving, their loss of giving, and there are laws of receiving. One of the laws of receiving, one of the ways by which we receive is by working. One of the ways by which we receive is by working. Our working is a channel by which God's blessings flow into our lives. And that is why when you go to work, at the end of the month, you receive a salary you, or you receive a reward, isn't it? It's a blessing of the Lord, but it flowed through your business. Or it flowed through your work. And as you tithe, God gives you divine ideas. Amen. Amen. There are people that don't know how to give. Hmm. Today I'm just touching the surface. But we'll go into more details as, as, as the month progresses. And also on morning due. Amen. Amen. But there are some people that don't know how to give. You know, anytime you are giving, you must realize that you are giving. When you are giving... You, are, you must be given as an expression of your honor to God. 
when you are giving, whether you are giving, let's say you are giving your offerings and your tithe and all, you must be given as an expression of your honor to God. Amen. There are a lot of people, when they, when they go to church or they go to programs, when they are giving, then they crample their money. And they drop it in the offering basket. They, they crample. You, you, if somebody is bringing you money and the person, uh, the person cramples the money and gives it to you, will you be happy? That is why in Livingstone we, we encourage, we give um, pouches so that you, you, you give the money in, in a... In a but even that, and some people still, they, they crample their money and put it in the pouch. Instead of opening the money and spreading it neatly and putting it in the pouch, they still crample it. You see, when people crample money, eh, it, it shows their mindset. It, it, it shows that they, they don't respect money. You get me? And you know, whatever you don't respect, it, 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 it repels away from you. You have to respect money. When you respect and you honor money itself, eh, Money will come to you. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap, my friend. There are some people, when they are coming to church and they are bringing their offering, they don't plan ahead the offering they are going to give to God. They don't plan ahead the offering that they are are going to give to God. It's when it's in church uh, and we announce that take out your offering. That's when they now, you know, when we are in church and we say take out the offering, that's, they now put their hand in the uh, right pocket, left pocket, they put their hand in their purse, they are now searching for which, and they are now saying which money they should give to God. But that is not an expression of honor. There are some people, when, this, how, this is what some people do, when they, are, when they are leaving their house, you see, when you are leaving your house, eh, you, have to, if it, you have to plan before you leave the house. You have to plan, if you are going to give tithe, you have planned that this is the tithe you are going to give. You have planned that this is the offering you are going to give. You have even planned, you should even plan that, oh, if a special um, offering will be raised, this is how much you are going to So you plan it ahead, before you leave the house. You have planned it. Isn't that, Anna? There are some people, when they are leaving the house on Sunday, this is what, they take some amount of money. Then when they take the amount of money, as they are coming to church, they stop by and then they buy fuel. Then as they are coming to, then maybe they'll buy water. Then maybe they'll buy drink. Then maybe they'll buy cocoa. <laughs> then maybe they'll buy handkerchief. Then maybe they'll, 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 they'll do many things. Then when they come to church and it's time for offering, they take the leftover of what the many expenses they have done on their way to church. They take the leftover and then they give it as offering. If somebody does that to you, will you like it? No. Now let me give you an example. When you are going to see a Santehene, is that how you behave if you are going to see a Santehene? Do you know that if you are going to see a Santehene, you, you, how would you behave? You prepare the money you are going to, you, before you leave the house, even one month to the time, you know you are going to see a Santehene, because you don't go and see the chief without sending an offering. Is the, and that's why the Bible tells us that when you're coming to the presence of God, don't go empty-handed. Because God is the king of kings. So if mortal kings, when we are going to see mortal kings, we don't go without an offering. In the same way, when we are coming to church to see the king of kings, we have to go, we have to prepare an offering. We have to prepare an offering. So when you are going to see a Santa Hini, you prepare your offering 
you even prepare the envelope that you put it in. Isn't it? It's not that when you leave the house on your way, you take money out of it to buy fuel. You take money out of it to give to your children. You take money out of it to give to your, your house help. You take money out of it um, to, to, pump your, to, to pump your tie. <laughs> Say, help me, Jesus. You take money out of it to do what again? <laughs> to buy malt. You realize that, oh, you didn't eat in the morning. You're, you're hungry. So, a, a service will last for long. So, let, let me just buy some malt to line my stomach. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the way to honor God with your offering is by preparing it. And, and that's what the Bible tells us. You know, it's in scripture. That at the beginning of the week, let each person prepare. Prepare what he shall bring to the Lord. So you prepare it in your heart. Amen. You prepare your worship offering. That this is what I'm going to bring to the Lord. So before you leave the house, you have set it apart. It is for the Lord. You have set it apart from the money you are going to use for other expenses and all that. It's for the Lord. That is, those are... Those are the key, those are one of the key ways of giving. Amen. And when you give like that, God will honor you. When you give like that, you are honoring God, and God will also what honor you. You know, it's the same with the tithe. It's the same with the tithe. The tithe is supposed to be the first. You know, in the, in the Greek, the word for first is the same word for best. When the Bible says your first love, it means your first love and your best love. So when you are, your tithe, your tithe, the tithe is also like the first fruits. The tithe should be the first thing you separate and then you give to the Lord. I, I would explain it. Can, can I explain it? <laughs> now, this is, what some, this is what some people do. And I want to show you the right way to, do your, to give your tithe. Most people that are salaried workers, um, you, you get your money the, maybe the end of the month. Um, 50,000 hits your account. Isn't it? Now, when 50,000 hits your account, may your salary be 50,000 in Jesus' name. <laughs> may your salary be 100,000 in Jesus' name. Now, when 50,000 hits your account, at least we thank God that right now there's, there's Mumu, or the, you can do those transactions. So when 50,000 hits your account, can I tell you something? Before you, you do anything with the money, take out the first portion, which is the tithe, which is 5,000, and send it to God. Send it to God. You get what I'm saying? Send it to God. Now, what some people sometimes do is that in their minds they know those those send they are waiting for Sunday so in their minds they know that those, so if you can't even send it via Momo or bank or bank transfer or whatever withdraw it withdraw the five thousand and separate it from all the other money that on Sunday when you are going to church you send it to church Amen so this is what you have to do but what some people do which is wrong and that's why I'm teaching you so that you can be blessed what some people do. When their salary hits their account, 5,000 Ghana cities, 50,000 Ghana cities hit their account, they know that in their hearts on Sunday, let's say their salary reflected on Tuesday, 
they know that in their hearts on Sunday they'll send the 5,000. But what they'll do is that, um, so the salary has hit their account. As it hits no, hey, Charlie, they have to buy fuel. So they're out of the 50,000, they'll buy 500 Ghana cities fuel. And then, oh, salary has come. So as they go home, they have to do some shopping. So 500, they bought fuel 500. Then they pass the supermarket and they do 1,000 Ghana shopping. Then they, so they've spent 1,005 already, you know. And then, you know, the, the month has ended. So maybe as they are going to, they go like, oh, okay, let me, let me, let me buy a shirt for my husband or my wife. <laughs> and then they buy the shirts. Let me buy something for my children. And then they buy it. Let me buy credits. Then they buy it. Let me buy data. Then they buy it. So then they start doing, spending the money, spending the money. So 50,000 came on Tuesday. By Friday, Saturday, maybe they, let's say maybe they even spent 5,000 Ghana cities. Then Sunday, they withdraw the 5,000 and then they bring to tithe. Can I tell you something? What they have done, they have not given their first to God. And that is not honoring God. They did not give their first to God. You know, the first of everything, and it's not that they didn't, so they paid their tithe all right. But the first, they didn't bring to God. But what God wanted was the first. Because, do you know that there's something about the first? <laughs> do, do you get what I'm saying? Do you know there's something about the first? There's something about the first. And in everywhere, we honor people by allowing them to have the first portion. Why do you think that if there's, if there's a celebration... Um, let's say there's a wedding celebration. You know, we are going to eat a uh, wedding reception. You know, the couple, even though the couple sometimes will delay because they are going to do their photo shoot and all that, will not start eating till they have come. Isn't it? Because it is their day, so we want them to have the first portion. So they'll have the first portion of the cake before every other person tastes the cake. We want them, do you know that at the wedding, we'll let the couple serve themselves first. Before every other person is saved. Do you think that at a wedding, we will let everybody serve themselves, then now the couple will come next? No, it's, it's true that even when 10 people serve themselves before the couple serve, the couple will still get food. But it's their day, so they have to have the honor of being served first. Amen. And this principle, I always remember it, uh, my, my, my mom, when we were growing up. When my mother cooks, and we are, we are children, we are in the house, we are hungry. Mommy, give me food. Mommy, give me. You see, my mother will never serve us till she has served her husband first. <laughs> so, we always, and of course, daddy will come home late, but we will always be running. Oh, we are hungry, especially when it is Jollof. We are hungry today. Mommy, serve us. Mommy, serve us. They will go and carry our plate. She, she will serve us. She will mind us. She will serve her husband's own in a food flask. She will serve the meat and everything. In the, before she, now, she will serve us. When the Lord was teaching me this principle, the Lord used that scenario to remind me that what my mother was doing was that she was serving the first for her husband. It was a way of her honoring her husband. Now, if she had served us, you know, she had cooked the food enough for everybody. So if she had served us, she would still get some to honor her, to serve her husband. But will it be Anna? She has served me, she has served my brother, she has served my sister, she has served my sister, then then now she's going to serve her. Is it Anna? It's not Anna like that. 
<laughs> you, you get me? So she will serve her husband first. Before now, she will serve every other person. And the Lord showed me that that is how we must treat the tithe. That as much as possible, when the salary comes, or when your harvest comes, and, and later, later as we go in the month, I'll show you, that's, that's what the Jews used to do. The first, when they get, when the harvest comes, the first of the harvest, they send it. Do you know that when, when, Ghana was, when Ghana drilled oil, the first oil that came, it was sent to the president. The first oil that came out, it was sent to the president. Why, why was it sent to the president? They could have sent the second batch, the third batch, the fourth batch. But they sent the first batch, the first sample to the president to honor the president. The tithe is your first and your best. So those who do everything with their money, then they, they, they leave their coins for the tithe. <laughs> those who pay school fees, they pay water bill, electricity bill, uh, data, fuel, they do everything. Before now, they come and give their tithe. This month, God is teaching us, let us learn to give our tithe first. And that is why the Greek word is the first and the best. Because what you give first is actually your best. Amen? What you give first is actually your best. Give the Lord a clap, offering. The Bible tells us we should not give out of Necessity. <laughs> Amen. And I'll explain it to you. You know, there are some people that give. You know, anytime, you, you, anytime somebody gives. Today, I said I'm just brushing the surface. So I'm just flowing. Anytime somebody gives. And the person gives with them. Anytime somebody gives to, to, the, to, the, to God's work. And the person gives with the mindset. Please listen to what I'm saying very well. Anytime somebody gives to God's work, or somebody gives to a man of God, and the person gives with the mindset that the person is helping, the person will not receive a reward. Huh. Do you like that message? Anytime somebody gives, and the person gives with the mindset that the person is helping God. And, and that's why I don't like using that phrase. Uh, you, you shouldn't, you, you, are, you are giving to help the work. Uh, please, don't, don't be, say, don't, you are giving to help. You, you don't give to help God. You don't give to help the work of God. Let me tell you something. Anytime you are giving to the work of God, you are giving so that you yourself, God will bless you. Because giving is a platform that God has ordained to bless us. Amen. So let me tell you something. When you notice a need in the house of God, or when you notice that any of God's servants have a need, and you are going to meet that need, don't meet that need with the mindset that you are helping. Meet that need with the mindset that God has given you the opportunity to identify that need, so that by you meeting that need, God will also bless you. 
So give with the mindset that God has created an opportunity for He God to bless you. Because when it comes to the work of God, God never, God's work will never lack His resources. God will always raise up people for his, to give to His work. And that is why Mordecai told Esther that if she does not help at this time, help will arise from somewhere else. However, she and her family will be condemned. So, brothers and sisters, if you notice something in the house of God, or you notice something about the work of God, you, you notice a need, don't give with the mindset that you are helping. And I'm telling you because this is the understanding that the Lord gave me. And the illustration God gave me was when, you know, the ark was being transported. When the ark was being transported, there was a certain gentleman. You know, when the ark was being transported, and the, it was being transported on the oxen, and the oxen stumbled. The ark was about to fall, isn't it? Now, there was a certain gentleman. Do you know what he wanted to do? When the ark was about to fall, he wanted to help the ark of God. That was his mind, though. Let me help the ark so that the ark would not fall down. As he was going to help, God killed him. Because how can a mere mortal man help God? No mortal man can help God. So when you are given with the mindset that you are helping, my brother, it is dangerous. Don't, don't have that mindset. Hmm. Amen. Don't have that mindset. That you are given to help. How can you help? God is a helper of men. How can he now be needing help from men? God is a lifter of men. How can he now be needing men to lift him up? That's why when Uzziah was going to touch the ark, God struck him. Because Uzziah was trying to say that God can't help himself. God can't lift himself. Hallelujah. So, brothers and sisters, I'm saying that when you identify a need, this must be your heart disposition. That, oh God, thank you that you have given me the opportunity to see this. Thank you that I can meet this need. Thank you, Lord, that as I am as I'm meeting this need, thank you that you are blessing me. Thank you that as I'm giving this, thank you, I am, I am giving this for your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, that as I'm giving this for your kingdom, as I'm giving this to your servant, thank you that I reap a bountiful harvest. Amen. Give the Lord a clap, friend. Praise the Lord. Amen. Some of you want more. <laughs> let me just give you a few more. Now let me let me teach you. But connect to money. I'll be teaching more money to you. <laughs> let me show you some another mistake some people make. When, they, when it comes to giving. I'm showing you mistakes. Maybe I'll try to mistakes people make when they are giving and mistakes people make which prevent them from receiving. You know another mistake some people make when they are giving? I'll show you. Some people when they are giving, they never pray over it. And let me tell you, when you don't pray over your giving, whether it's a tithe, it's a seed, it's a thanksgiving offering, when you don't pray over it, do you know what it is? 
It's a mere donation. It is a mere donation. You have to pray over it. When you don't pray over your giving, it is it's, it's just a physical act. The moment you pray over it, it becomes a spiritual transaction. Are you with me? Now, when we, when we are, we are over here, we'll be taking the bread and the communion. Is the communion. The communion we are going to take is normal wafer and drink, isn't it? But when we pray over it, and when we pray over it, it's an expression of our faith, isn't it? And so we are taking it in faith that is the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. And it is. When, we, when you take it in faith as the body and the blood, it, it becomes to you the body and the blood of Jesus. But that same drink and, and, and bread, if you take it outside, it's not the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. Because it was not done in faith. Look at Jesus. The Bible tells us that a lot of people were touching Jesus. But none of them were healed. Why? There was only one woman who was healed. Why? Because she touched Jesus in faith. And do you know that when she was about to touch Jesus, do you know that she prayed? This is what she said. The Bible says she said in her heart, if I may but touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I shall be healed. So her faith expressed through her prayer resulted in her touching of Jesus' garment, not a physical act, but a spiritual act that resulted in virtue flowing from the garments of Jesus into her body for her to be healed. Hallelujah. But there were thousands of people touching Jesus and none of them received their healing because as they were touching Jesus, it was a physical act. They didn't attach faith and prayer to it. So it was a physical act. Can I tell you something? A lot of people have given and all the giving that they did was a physical act. And so there was no spiritual blessing to it. It was a physical act. And so, ashe. <laughs> it was a physical act. I don't care whether it was 10,000 Ghana. I don't care whether it was 50,000 Ghana. Whether it was 100,000 Ghana. <laughs> if faith was not, if faith and prayer were, were not attached to it, it was a ashe. <laughs> if faith and prayer were not attached to it, but God shall have mercy. That's, you know, that's why you need the mercy of God. Sometimes the mercy of God is able to. May the mercy of God locate you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But I'm saying, brothers and sisters, so the dimension of prayer and faith is so important to your giving. So when you are giving, give in faith with prayer. See, and that is why when we are bringing our offerings, we ask, we tell you that pray over your offering. When you are praying over your offering, it becomes, a, when you pray over it, it becomes a spiritual transaction. Listen, when you are going to sow a seed into a man of God's life, pray over it. When you are sending your tithe, pray over it. When you are, when you are giving to Holy Ghost Miracle Campaign, pray over it. When you are, when you are given to, um, when you are given to what? When you are even given to the poor and the needy, pray over it. Listen, when you are even, when you are even going to give to your boss, can I tell you something? Any, any giving you give, you can turn it into a spiritual transaction. Any giving you give, you can turn it into a spiritual transaction by praying over it. So if you are even giving to your boss, pray over it. If you have a friend, you have a friend and you want to, you are, you are just, you are giving to your friend. 
Don't just give to your friend like that. Make it a spiritual transaction by praying over it in faith. But that's why the Bible says, and the prayer of faith. So pray the prayer of faith over your giving. And once you do that, it becomes a spiritual transaction. And can I tell you something? When it becomes a spiritual transaction, you know what happens? God rewards you. You know, when you read the Gospels, Jesus Christ says something about prayer, fasting, and giving. And he said that when people do these things and they do it publicly, Jesus said, you know, when you give, he said when you give, there are people who like to give and they like to give before men. And then the Lord said that they have their reward. They'll get their reward, but not from the Father. What it means is that when people give and they don't give in faith, the, the people that can reward them is men. But when you give in faith, it is God that rewards you. So when you give, if you go and give your boss something, yeah, maybe you touch, the, the, the maximum reward you can get is that you touch your boss's heart. So your boss will also decide to do something for you. But let me tell you, when you give in prayer and faith, you don't just touch your boss's heart. You touch God's heart also. And God, God can do way beyond your boss can do for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap, offering. Oh, somebody give the Lord a mighty clap, offering. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. One last point I'll give you, and I shared it on uh, one of the midday prayer lounge. One last point I'll give you. You know, there are some people that when they give, there are some people when they give, after they have given, they are angry that they have given. <laughs> or they feel like a or let me not say rather they feel like they made a mistake in giving so when they go back they begin to think about that they shouldn't have given <laughs> how many have done some before <laughs> help me lord you know so there are some people when they give when they go back they, they shouldn't have given or they made a mistake in giving can i tell you something don't, don't do that again. <laughs> because, you know, let me show you something about God. God, he looks at the heart. And then he rewards according to one's heart. Isn't it? And that's why God, Jesus will tell us that if somebody looks at a woman lustfully, he has already committed fornication with a woman. You see, man looks at the outward. So man will wait for the act to be done. But God looks at the heart. I'm a boy committed fornication. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not the one who, who said it. I'm not the one who said it. God, God is the one who said it. That anybody that looks lastly after a woman, to, because you see, in, 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 the, in the realms of the spirit, eh, that's why as, as a man thinker, so in the realms of the spirit, the moment you think of something, you have done it. In the realms of the spirit, the, the, moment, the moment you think of something, you have done it. So the it, spirits don't wait for the physical act. The spirits, they just look at the heart. 
The moment the heart has conceived it, it is done. <laughs> Say, help me, Jesus. Ah, there's some guys that need the mercy of God. The, the mercy of God locate us. Say, help me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, this is a somebody say plenty mercy. <laughs> now, this is the point. What it also means is that when somebody gives, you know, the person has given. So to the um, to human beings, the person has given. But when the pe- in the person's heart, the person goes like, oh, the person shouldn't have given. To God, the person has not given. To God, the person has not given. So that so that the person actually <laughs> in account we say there's a reversal. A reversal has taken place. So it would have been better for the person not to have given at all than for the person to give and in the person's heart, the person will say that, oh, the person shouldn't have given. Or the person should be the person was angry. Because once the that's a heart disposition, Ashe. Unless the mercy of God. Amen. So so that is why it's important that when you are given, you think before you give. Can, can I encourage you? Don't don't let anybody force you to give. Don't even let a man of God force you to give. Even if, if the man of God is calling, who, who has thousand, who wants to give thousand Ghana or two thousand Ghana, must I give according to your ability? If yours is not two thousand Ghana, the man of God called two thousand Ghana. If you're not, don't come for it for two thousand Ghana. Don't because you shouldn't allow a man of God to force you that you go and give. Then as you have given and you are going back, ah, I shouldn't have given. You, you, you get me? No, 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 no. Don't let anybody force you. That's why the Bible tells us that we should give willingly. Give cheerfully. Bible says that according to what a man has. Give according to your ability. Amen. There's a realm where you also stretch your faith. There are times that God asks us to give sacrificially. If God is leading you to give sacrificially, do it. Amen. But you know, don't, don't give um, out of compulsion. That's what the Bible tells us. Don't give out of compulsion. In other words, don't feel obliged to give. Amen. Because if you feel obliged to give and you give out of compulsion, you give by being forced and you don't give from your heart and you don't give willingly and cheerfully, I want you to know something. You not, you not get a reward. You not get a reward. Ashe. give Amen. It's like it's so people when they give like that and almost it's like it's like those who were to give invest in men's gold and they lost their money. <laughs> you know, it would have been it would have been better off if they were if they had kept their their money. They're going to invest and then losing it. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap, offering. Amen. I believe that God wants to bless us. God wants to bless his people. And I believe that as in this month, as we learn about uh, giving and receiving, 
And as we learn the right way to give and the right way to receive, and as we apply it, I believe strongly that God himself is going to bless us. I believe that we are going to reap a bountiful harvest to our seed sown in Jesus' name. Wherever you are, I just want you to lift up your right hand and um, close your eyes. Wherever you are, across the branches, the Wager branch, the Soul Hills branch, the East Legon branch, the Loga Junction branch, over here in the Bantama branch, and those watching online, wherever. With your hands lifted, I want you to just pray. Oh, Jesus. Pray that, Father, open my heart to understand how to give and receive. Pray that, Father, open my heart to receive understanding as to how to give and receive. Lift up your voice and begin to pray right now. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray that, Father, grant me understanding. Grant me the spirit of understanding to give and to receive. Grant me the spirit of understanding to know how to give and how to receive. In the name of the Lord Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name. Father, I want to thank you for this month of July. Thank you for the prophetic word that has come unto us. Lord, you have grant, you've made us know that in this month, you want us to be blessed by we having understanding as to giving and receiving. We pray that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord, that we receive wisdom so that we can give correctly, so that we can receive correctly. In Jesus' name have we prayed, and all the saints shall say, Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap, offering. God bless you for listening to the message. We believe you were blessed. Can you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages from Pastor Philip? Shalom.